Getting hitched? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. Save the Date is hosted by comedian, author, and all-around wedding lover, Alicia McCormack. Hello, Save the Daters. It's Alicia here. Is that an appropriate name for you, Save the Daters? Hello, people that are going to get married or not. I've been receiving lots of lovely emails from people that aren't engaged, aren't getting married at all, and just like the sound of my voice, which is very complimentary. For example, Carmen wrote to, uh, she left a comment on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast.com website. It sounds very old school on the website. Uh, she says, hi, Alicia, I love your podcast and listen to it all the time. I'm not engaged or getting married, but just love wedding shows and wedding related stuff. I hope that you do create a life after wedding podcast. I would totally subscribe to it. Keep up the good job. Thank you so much, Carmen. I appreciate the time that you've taken to write to me. And I do love a little comment. I love a cheeky comment. I love when they pop up in my inbox. I get all excited and feel bloody good about myself. So there it is. Now, um, also, I want to say, if you are interested in scoring a free copy of my book, which I have uh, retitled, look at that, I can because it's my book. I can do whatever I want. I'm calling it the Save the Date Wedding Podcast Guide to Getting Hitched. It's 155 pages of wedding planning goodness. It uh, It is available for sale under a different name on Amazon.com, but I am going to give it to you for free if you uh, simply sign up to my newsletter. Now, I promise you, my newsletter will not be spammy. It won't be gross. I'm not going to try and sell you anything. It's just a way for me to send you some show notes every week so you can connect with the links and the tips and the discounts that I can find all over the internet and send to you. So if you're interested in doing that, head to savethedatepodcast.com. A little pop-up will, will pop up, literally. That's what they're called. And uh, it's a pink thing. It'll say, would you like to subscribe? Just say yes. Get involved. And I will email you a PDF of the book. There it is. How are you going this week? How's your wedding planning going? If you're planning a wedding, how are your relationships? Have you had a bit of a special cheeky moment to yourself? A bit of downtime? God, I hope so. I've been playing my PlayStation. I've been going PS4 online with all the other freaks that are online. Can I just say a few weeks ago, <laughs> I like, you know, you've probably heard me say it before. It's my downtime shooting things online. I also like yoga. There it is. That's me two extremes. And I have been noticing, um, it's quite rare to hear a woman's voice on some of these online platforms. And sometimes I hear voices and they're sort of lower, like little high pitched voices. And then I realize they're not chicks at all. I get excited. They're sort of 13 year old boys whose voices have yet to break. That's where I'm at in my life. I get excited and then realize you hear them go, mom, and you go, oh my God, I'm a 33 year old woman married, living, you know, paying my own way in life. And these are kids. I'm getting stressed about them playing video games with these kids online who have to call out for their mom halfway through the, the event. These are the things that you do. These are the things that I share with you because you're my friend and I can. Don't judge me. And if you do, have a little special thing. Speaking about judging, I've had some wonderful feedback from my shows with BuzzFeed's Rachel Wilkerson Miller, who came on the show to talk about BuzzFeed's new wonderful, uh, BuzzFeed Life's new wonderful wedding related page, which you can just uh, head to and find all the BuzzFeed wedding content in one place, which is great news for people like me who love that stuff. But also the feedback I've been getting about our conversation about wedding shaming and how shit it is. 
basically, to put it very eloquently, use your words properly, Alicia, how shit it is, that people are, instead of being positive and saying, wow, thank you for sharing your wedding on other websites and forums, girls especially, ladies, and I'm calling them girls because they're acting like little girls, are going on and bullying other women and saying, I don't like the dress. Her hair's awful. Oh my God, the makeup looks so tacky. They are, as I said in the interview, the original Mean Girls have found a new voice and it's been really great to hear your feedback via the Facebook and Twitter pages especially, talking about how disappointed you are in the sisterhood. Weddings are supposed to be positive events, and I know we talk a lot about family issues and little hiccups that happen along the way, but fundamentally they are the sort of one big occasion in life where you can say, hey, let's all be positive and put our worries aside for the day and have a cracking good time. And to see the backlash, the comments, the negativity that sometimes surround positive places on the internet and also positive wedding forums. These are big companies that that are selling you magazines, that are selling you advertising content. And then, as Rachel said, they don't go in and edit some of this nasty shit out. And yeah, it's it's fine having a forum where people can can say, well, I don't necessarily think that's the way I want to do it. But when the comments get personal and mean, that's where I draw the line. I just think, well, this is, I don't want to be a part of your forum and I don't really want to go on your website anymore. So I, again, I'm not going to name names. You've probably all seen it and, you know, hopefully not been a part of it. But it's been great to hear your feedback and I thank you for it because it seems to be a topic that really little pinched a nerve in a positive way for us to say, well, we've all witnessed it. We've all seen it. So it's great to see it out and about. And again, I said in the blog post that was attached to that web show, web show, that, that web show, it's a new thing, that, that podcast, that the power I have, uh, and I say that very loosely, of producing my own podcast. I'm not being uh, paid by a big company or anything. Of course, I sometimes have sponsors, but that doesn't reflect um, the sponsors are an attachment to the show. They're certainly not veering off in and making my opinion change. That's just not how I'm how I play and how I'm working. But to not have anything associated with the show in regards to big companies or anything, I can answer for me and my voice and my guests voice and not being skewed by outside influences. So I suppose that's the wonderful thing about podcasts that anyone can get on and bang on about whatever they want without feeling any pressure to um, go down a path that they don't really want to go down because of financial interests. Don't use that against me in the future when people offer me millions and millions of dollars to do this show. Oh, we laugh, don't we? We really do. So thank you again for your feedback. It's always appreciated and always read and listened to as are your questions. And this is a Q&A episode. So I will be bringing you a couple of your listener questions and answering them hopefully and also bringing my husband on because we've got a question that I think would be nice to hear his perspective because it actually, when I read it out to him, when it came through in my email and my inbox, we both went, "Mm, that sounds a little close to home. So uh, Richard is uh, my reluctant guest today. Also, uh, before I head to the questions, I want to bring you a little bit of an interview. I've got more coming in the next few weeks. Steph Stevenson is a celebrity hairstylist. She owns a very glamorous salon, H&B salon, uh, in the UK and is also very, uh, well, I was going to say very lucky, but they're lucky to have her too. She is the new head rep slash master hairdresser lady for Jennifer Aniston's hairdressing 
hair product company, Living Proof. And uh, you look, you, you don't get that sort of gig without having the backup for it. And she does. I spent the day with Steph. She did my hair, which was very nice. And also, I got really excited about talking to her about the idea of celebrity and how we see celebrity and how we sometimes have unrealistic expectations, sometimes, probably all the time, about how these people look, the celebrity, the people that have access to all this stuff and people, and then how we try and act that way without the access to all that stuff. And it is nigh on impossible to do so. And this is true in our normal lives. And then it's it's really highlighted even more in the wedding preparation because people, again, we've talked about this before in magazines, they see images of beautiful brides that are models. These people are models and not necessarily how we look every day. So it's great to be able to chat with Steph about celebrity expectations. She's done a lot of celebrity hair. She knows some of the secrets some which she reveals now and a lot of them a lot of the secrets are basically saying hey you get what you pay for if you've got access to all these treatments and all of the tricks yeah you can probably look like these celebrities as well but we don't all have access to it we don't all have the money to do it so it's nice to hear her be really candid and honest about what we can do at home and how the wool is pulled over our eyes all the time. Now, I think I'm a pretty switched on person. I've worked in television for a long time. I know a lot about uh, what goes on behind television in makeup rooms and it's not always pretty. But somehow you, they, they, they make you up, you get on television, and then I usually got in my car and wiped it all off again and went back to being normal Alicia. So look, I can talk all day about this, but let's go to the interview. Steph's got heaps to say, and it's nice to hear a little bit about the backstage gossip, how it all happens. Here it is, my interview with Steph Stevenson. So you're looking at girls that have been massively photoshopped massively you know with with all the extra things I mean you you don't stand a chance it's not fair but people have unrealistic expectations the role models are unrealistic it's an awful cycle though isn't it because we look at it I'm not say awful but you know the media perpetuates it because that's their job they want pictures of nice pretty people and then the celebrities go well we do need to have all this stuff to look this good never ending it doesn't sell, you see. Ugly doesn't sell. Yeah, that's a horrible thing, but it just doesn't. So if you are not a size zero and, you know, the samples are made in a size zero, we're not going to make loads of samples for size 12, so it doesn't work. So unfortunately, flawless, is there's no such thing. And, you know, now, even what's this thing, selfies, these Facebook selfies? Oh, don't get me started. So now you've got selfie apps that will make you flawless so that when you take your selfie, it's madness but we can't stop it you and I with a little podcast can't stop this thing so what we have to do is address it accept it be realistic about it and start to show the customers all the tricks of the trade which is what we're doing here so that's how my career is developed now we have everything that we use red carpet everything we use backstage everything celebrity level like for your brides we have all those secrets all those tips I always say on the podcast that If you don't wear a full face of makeup every day, to turn up with a mask on and feeling uncomfortable or weird, it ain't 
gonna work and he doesn't want that if he wanted full face makeup he'd have gone out with the bird that was turning up every day in full face makeup he wants natural he loves natural so he doesn't want to see you looking like that so guys when you do get guy we get guys ready for weddings as well and guys have facials and they have manicures and they have their eyebrows shaped and you know male grooming now is quite a big thing they don't want it they'll say oh my god please don't do too much you know please don't make her bright orange and please keep her they don't want that because that wasn't if he if it is a girl who naturally does that then of course we up it we just up the ante a little bit you talked about complexion and shiny hair and that to me all comes back to being very aware of what you put in your body and looking after your body from the get-go you know, from the get-go we have the healthiest diet now that you know most of us we we have the knowledge the reality is it's not natural so the shiny glossy hair that we want isn't natural it's been vumped up a little bit by you know 3d photoshop so now when you want natural gloss natural complexion a few freckles never used to be a problem now they want them lasered off oh, i love my you freckles know. see i embrace exactly. freckles i think if i i feel like if i wear and when i was doing telly a lot they would airbrush the makeup on which great but I would look at myself and go well that's not me I can't see any of my and what some people would say are imperfections but to me that is my face yeah and it felt like I was wearing a mask so you're okay with yourself yeah you're comfortable with yourself yeah and you and and you're in a good place whereas some girls that they just want that perfection Mm. because they think that's what it's supposed to be and I don't know if that's maturity I don't know you married yeah so so we've been there we were younger and and maybe as you get older you get more comfortable with yourself and you get to the point where you go hey this is me I can't do any more than this but when you're quite young and it's your wedding day you think that that's what you want to do so we have to bring the girls in and then we guide them and you know I have never ever ever had a disappointed bride or a bride's mum or a groom or we get loads of lovely cards after but we're guiding them towards the glossy hair but we we give it the shine the perfect skin we give some peels and some dab abrasion and some treatments and body scrubbing and you know skin doesn't naturally glow in that way because you don't have those things at home so it takes machinery it's like a dermabrasion is like a sandpaper i mean it's like grinding away you know it's like oh my god we get off all that stuff and and but it just gives an amazing result so we do eat well and and we have all this stuff but skin is not naturally supposed to shine i mean have you ever seen these celebrities they don't shine in normal skin no. and that's i mean what they're I like love, oiled up i love seeing you know sometimes I don't know who does it, photographers and stuff leak the before and after yeah. shots of the Kim Kardashians mm. and all these sort of people who are, I think, quite beautiful in real life when you see the before and then you go, yeah. well, we sort of made them all look freaky with the computer stuff. Who was that one the other day who was an American woman in her 50s? Cindy Crawford. Yeah, Cindy Crawford. So everyone would say, oh, amazing, Cindy Crawford embraced her age. No, she didn't. Somebody leaked the photographs. Yeah? She didn't do it. No. And was she impressed with that? Not really. Did she look like a 50-year-old? Yes. Would we have preferred to see the airbrush one and go, oh my God, look at Cindy Crawford. Doesn't she look amazing? I'm not sure that, you know, the press launched it, but I'm not sure that that really was what she wanted or what everybody else wanted to see. Because we don't really want to see aging. Yeah. We accept it, but we don't really want to see it. So if you've ever seen Bridget Bardot. Yeah. 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 So Bridget Bardot's never had any work done. And um, embraced her aging. Amazing. Until you look at her and everyone goes, oh, have you seen Bridget Bardot? Look what's happened to her. Oh, my God. She looks after cats. She's a mad woman. You know, she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't do anything. She's just living in France with loads of animals. And God, have you seen the state of her? 
that's what the majority look like if they don't have anything done. So now we're not in a society that's fair. It's not a fair game anymore. And if you are still in the business, you have to look good because looking good sells. End of. Now, this is a good little transition to your work with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yes. So Jennifer Aniston has um, bought this amazing company, uh, bought into this company with a product called Living Proof. So I am the UK educator and lead stylist for Living Proof. And then I have 80 salons in the UK and every salon has an ambassador. So I have the ambassadors to educate. And then it's launched in Space NK, John Lewis. And it's revolutionary. It's absolutely revolutionary. So this is hair care products. We're doing stuff for... Because when I think of hair, it's just bizarre that this has sort of come about. Because I go, Jennifer Aniston, amazing hair. So Jennifer Aniston couldn't possibly have a brand that wasn't going to be revolutionary. Because otherwise there wouldn't be any point. Because she couldn't put her name to a product. So the scientist, and this is crazy, called Bob. <laughs> the major guy. Bob the scientist. Bob the scientist is the man. And he has developed this new um, technology which actually prevents moisture from entering hair after you've shampooed and dried it. So actually you're never going to have a bad hair day again. So we're going out in the rain. We're going out in anything. Sun, rain, humidity, anything. And um, and hair stays exactly the same. It's weightless. It's silicone free, paraben free, sulfate free. I mean, who would have thought that a product would work with all those freeze what is in it we don't really know um however however do we really care because bob you're a genius it works so there's lots of science and it's called living proof because it says we have the science you are the living proof right and once you've started using it the best thing i could recommend people to do is Go into YouTube and put living proof and then you will see the scientists in the lab and they're, and they're not they're not hiding this. They will tell you everything. And once you start looking at it, you think, geez, that's just amazing. It will revolutionize hairdressing. It's patented, so nobody's going to copy it. They will eventually. L'Oreal, all the labs will be out there trying to do it. But at the moment, it is a revolutionary product and it's just out selling. We can't, it's just selling out. We just can't get it fast enough. Well, Congratulations for your Thank involvement. You. Yeah, I know. I don't know why they chose me. They'll learn. No, oh, probably. come on, mate. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard work being a woman. It's very hard work, but it's well worth it when you're strutting your stuff along the beach instead of lying there going, oh my God, look at her. How amazing does she look? <laughs> she body brushed. So it's very... It's about the body brush. Yeah, yeah. It's worth it. It's just worth it. I just think it's worth it. If you feel better about yourself, it's worth it. If you Even if you don't have the money to spend on it, there's so many things you can do. I'm always encouraging, I think also for, for the weekend to say, I mean, wedding planning can be overwhelming and full on and probably, you know, ridiculous a lot of the time. Stressful, but I would say take an hour for the love of God and go and do some yoga, or go for a run, or buy a buy a two pound, two dollar bloody face mask or whatever, and take some time for yourself because people don't do that very often. You these know, days. loads of girls get breakouts before they were doing, and those are the stress. That's just stress, and you know they get they look dark under their eyes because they've just been worried and not been eating properly and not been drinking so you know yeah go and go and take yourself away somewhere with a bottle of water close your eyes and just say a bottle of wine then. yeah well <laughs> i say no alcohol before you've got a detour you know you will have clear nice clear remove the water remove, remove the, wine, the wine do the water do the water and just just try and enjoy the planning just enjoy the day it's supposed to be fun you know, it's supposed to be the best day of your life. You're marrying the man of your dreams. and Or woman. 
A woman, yeah, of course. Or other men. Or other men, or, or you know, two women. I don't know, it's anything. It's it's just, it's supposed to be a great day. Yes. And, and you're supposed to be enjoying the planning period. And too many girls just get too upset and too stressed out. And it's too, too much money to go, I always think, to go for, to get that stressed and not have a good time and spend that much money is a real disappointing situation. You know, quite often I've never been to a wedding, and I've been to loads of weddings, and I've never been to a wedding, come away and said, oh, do you know, that was an awful wedding. I just hated those table decorations. I mean, how just awful were they? I can't even remember what the table decorations were like. I can't remember whether the, the place settings were written in calligraphy or not, or whether, you know, Auntie Flo was sat next to it. But all those things become really huge and important. But actually... What you remember is how amazing the couple were, how much they were in love, and how great the atmosphere was. And atmosphere isn't something you can buy. You create it by the way you are yourself. Does that make sense? Am I being a bit too deep? That's the whole point of my podcast. Yeah, (laughs) right. So, So the atmosphere and the love of the couple, we forget. That's what it's about. And everybody else wants to love you and is there to share that with you they don't care if you can afford the 500 pound table center thing they don't care about that they're honored to be there they want to see you looking great and he wants to see the woman or the man of his dreams looking amazing and that's that's it have great hair and of course of course have great hair (laughs) great hair and great skin well please send jennifer my love okay i will um we're pretty close. Well, I wish you all the best with thank upcoming you. projects. Thank and you. Thank you for doing my hair and thank you for Aww. being on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. My pleasure. Thank you. See you again. I hope we can talk again soon. Yeah, definitely. There it is. It's just nice to hear someone be honest about that stuff because a lot of the times, you know, we read the magazines, we watch the TV shows and we look at Kim Kardashian doing her selfies and sure, that's one element of reality, but it's not necessarily the reality that we all live in. So I thank Steph for her time and her enthusiasm enthusiasm and honesty and I wish her absolutely the best with the Jennifer Aniston living proof project as I said I think it'll go very well I mean Jennifer Aniston and her hair who isn't it obsessed with that god she's got a good head of hair really does now uh, a brief break and then we've got time for one of your questions I don't know if you've seen my Instagram account it is mm, I think the name it's called Alicia underscore save the date podcast Gee, I hope that's correct. Just Google me. You'll find it. But this week I posted an image of a button that Richard, my husband, made me. (laughs) You can hear him giggle because he's here. Click it now. Can you hear that? Do it again. So what it is, it's like the traditional on-air red button. Perfect for podcasting. Yeah, that you connect. We're going to put up outside the wall of our studio slash spare room in our house and you click it on and it lights up and it says on air thank you husband my pleasure you're very good at that stuff oh you know yeah look welcome these click all right enough clicking thank you jesus gotta be professional um now you are here to help me answer a question right do i know what the question is not yet so that's the fun part of you being on the podcast now if you've never met richard before i'm married to him (laughs) (laughs) you're part of the reason i do this podcast Okay, good. Um, because we got married, we worked very hard with our wedding planning. And I do say sometimes, and I don't think you've been on to say this, but that the wedding was a lot of work. Yes, yeah. 
and perhaps if we were to do it again, do you think what would if we we're going to do it again, what would you change? Yeah, that's a good um, that's a good question. Um, probably. Uh... You can say it. Be honest. It's not if as long as it's not not marry me. <laughs> everything's fine. Oh, okay. Get another wife. Get another one. Now I'll probably try and pay for the bus. Okay, I don't think I've talked about this. So we had oh, yeah. a bus. We got married. It was about, what do you reckon, an hour and a half out of Melbourne? No, like not an, hour. an hour. Maybe an hour. And we got to the point where we didn't want people drink driving and driving their own car out there because it was quite dark. It was in the bush, as we say in Australia. It was out, it was out rural. And we decided sort of last minute in a way to, to hire a bus and yep. then asked our guests to... To chip in like 10 or 20 bucks. Yeah. For a return. Now, granted, a taxi out there would have been, God, 150 return easy. Easy. So, I agree. It would have been nice to be yeah. able to foot the bill for that bus, but that would have been about a thousand bucks. Yeah. So, look, we cut corners. We were a bit tight yeah. ass, but yeah. it was also for the good of our guests. That's a really good point. Sometimes it's, sometimes in hindsight, you think, oh, I wish we had more money. I would have probably had a wedding planner or someone there to do more of the running around that we did. Leading up to it or on yeah. the day? Well, do you remember us going and we had to go and collect a whole shitload of crockery? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. And so it was we like... We had to borrow someone else's car, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we borrowed our friend Kath's ute, a utility vehicle, and we filled the back. The caterer said, look, if you come and collect the crockery and the knives and forks and glassware, mm. we won't charge you for delivery, which was probably three or four hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And so Rich and I went, all right, well that's an easy way. That's five hundred dollars we could spend elsewhere. So we borrowed this car, but then we had to drive it all the way out to the venue, which was an hour two hours return. Yeah. And dump all the stuff and then go home. Yeah. I probably would have paid that five hundred dollars. Right, okay. Dunno. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. I got to spend more time in the car with you. but <laughs> Which is always good. <laughs> but also, at that time, we had all these friends and family shipping in, and it probably would have been nice to go, well, let's just go and have some cocktails with friends rather than driving stuff around. Yeah, no, fair enough. There it is. But look, lo- there's lots more to be said about our wedding, and you'll hear it, I'm sure. But I got you here because I wanted to get your advice you, on... You, you haven't run this question past my agent, have you? <laughs> No. I am your agent. Oh. <laughs> this is from Samantha. I know she's marrying a guy called Matt because it's in her Gmail. She's got a good little uh, the Gmail oh. address. I'm not going to say it because we don't want people harassing no. Samantha. No. I don't know who would. If you're doing that, you'd be a weirdo. To be, but look, it's it's in the wedding name of the Gmail account. She says, "Shush, Alicia." Hello, Alicia. <laughs> I'm a big fan of your podcast and love listening to it on my commute. Oh, okay, nice. That's, I always ask where you listen because I sometimes stare people down on the tube and I look at women with engagement rings. Now, this makes me sound weird. And you wonder, are they, are they listening, listening to, to my me show? right now? Wouldn't that be freaky if they're listening to me but they don't know what I look like and I'm sitting across from them? Just, ah! She says, my fiancé and I have just booked our venue. Congratulations. A large family reunion retreat that is exactly what we're looking for. It's casual with lots of room for dancing and other activities. We'll be able to use whatever vendors and decor we like. Oh, this sounds just tops. My future mother-in-law, however, mm -mm, hates our venue. 
She wanted us to have a big fancy wedding in a ballroom. My fiancé and I are paying for the wedding ourselves and we've made it clear for months that a ballroom was just not for us. How can we bring her around to seeing how wonderful our day will be and accepting a more DIY laid-back wedding style? We'd love your advice. So. That's a toughie. It's toughie, but I, I bought you in, my husband, because I feel like we had a very similar conundrum. Yes. Probably not as obviously, I mean, from what Samantha's saying, her mother-in-law seems a bit outspoken <laughs> with her opinions about their venue. So is your mother-in-law. Which is your, yes. Okay. Now, Veronica, my lovely mother-in-law, your mum. My mum. My mother. <laughs> wasn't necessarily a big fan of what we were doing with our wedding. And no. that was you know, pretty much what Samantha's saying. They hired a venue that wasn't necessarily a wedding venue mm. and made it a wedding venue. Yep. And when we said it to her, she was sort of like, why don't you just get a normal wedding venue? Why are we going to all this trouble? It seems like a lot of trouble. Yeah, no, she wasn't stoked with the idea. Uh, and I think also because it was quite out of the way, she wasn't happy with that. Yeah. She didn't like the idea of having to use a GPS to get to the bed, <laughs> which caused, a f- oh, I was going to say some swears. Don't say swears. Don't say swears. It caused, I don't, use your big words, Alicia. You don't need to swear all the time. It caused some trouble. It caused some friction. Yeah. Yeah. Of having to use the GPS to get out there and, but to be, the, our wedding venue reflected us. Yes, totally. Which, if, I don't know if I've said this before, as an architect, our wedding venue was designed by... Robin Boyd. Who is a, a very famous Australian architect. It's a beautiful country, not country. You think about country house, you think of some sort of English manor. It was like a deco, no, it wasn't deco. Like a 1960s uh, modernist Ooh. house. So think of Mad Men. Yeah, in yeah, the Australian me. bush. That's yeah. how we always sort of say it. Yeah. And it was like that. And it was full of amazing furniture that you just wanted to put in the back of a truck and take home, but you couldn't because we <laughs> would get sued. And it was totally us. And it sounds like what Samantha and Matt have have created and have have uh, got is exactly what they want. Mm. And I do find that the olds, the parentals, mm. have different expectations and ideas about what weddings are. You know, in in their day, it was you hire a church hall or you go to a ballroom or you go to a hotel and everyone does everything for you and it's all sort of the same. So I feel... Times have changed. Yeah, they have. Yeah. And the thing is, Samantha, your mother-in-law, I don't know how techie she is. She's probably not sitting on Style Me Pretty or Pinterest and seeing (laughs) if she is. She might be. (laughs) But she probably hasn't got... the access and the exposure to what your, I mean, already I, and like reading it to you, I'm sure, Rich, you could sort of mm. picture what Samantha was getting at with mm. this laid back, casual, yet stylish affair. And perhaps it's about re-educating Mrs. Mrs. Matt's mum <laughs> about what weddings are these days. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if you could perhaps buy a couple of copies of maybe you know maybe start at the top like martha stewart weddings like one of those magazines that have yes the traditional stuff but i have a little bit of the idea of what you're getting at i'm not saying sit her in front of a pinterest board but maybe give her some easy reading just to ease her into it perhaps yeah maybe i also think just do it look this is what i'm going to get to i agree because we just did it yeah and there was one moment, can I say this moment? Sure. <laughs> From our experience, we 
had, look, on the Friday, we got married on a Saturday and the Friday evening was when everyone was sort of flying in. We had people, friends helping us set up the venue and uh, Richard's parents, Veronica and John, had arrived from Tasmania. They'd flown in. It was a big, yeah. you know, big event. And the GPS, it didn't, they didn't, it didn't go well. They couldn't quite figure it out. So they had to ring me and I had to go and find them, collect them in the dark from wherever they were on the side of some lone country road <laughs> some rapey murdery place chaperone them back to the to the venue and then veronica got out of the car and said next time you get married do it at the casino <laughs> now the casino she's talking about the melbourne crown casino yes, which is yep. the pits of hell in my in yep. my imagination yep. it's not what we want and she said it because she was a bit annoyed and flustered and i know that she doesn't think we're getting married well you're getting married again <laughs> And I, I don't she, think she does. No. I know she loves me very much, and it was a reactionary thing that we humans do. But I do think deep down she probably would have rather just get married at a functional venue in the city that she could just get a cab to. In in Tasmania. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I suppose what we're saying, Samantha, is you have chosen to do it your way. And whether Mrs. Matt's mum comes around before the wedding or not, the best thing about, I think, our wedding was seeing our parents both go, shit, this was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody hell. Won them over. Yeah. And that was probably one of the most delightful moments. I've talked about my dad and stepmother dancing all night, basically Mm. until that bus shipped out of the venue. They were on the dance floor. And your parents, although didn't cut it loose too much on the dance floor, they had a nice time. I think they did too. Yeah. I think they were surprised. Mm. So, Samantha, maybe the battle isn't necessarily winning her over beforehand. Again, you are paying for it. It's your day, your way, as I always say, and you don't have to answer to anyone, although it's annoying to have her bitching and moaning if that's how she's going to be. I think you just need to own it and say, look, this is how we're doing it. Here are some photos. Here are some images of other weddings maybe that have been held at that area if you really want to convince her but you got to follow your heart and your mojo yeah go with the mojo there you go that's from us to you samantha thank you for writing to us it means writing to us us as in me as in you and i yes you're a part of it too rich you listen to me talking about it 24 hours a day (laughs) if you have a question such as samantha uh that didn't make much grammatical sense just then but that's fine keep going uh, visit savethedatepodcast.com. You'll see a little connect button. Click it. Write me an email, as many people have. I've got a bit of a backlog, but I promise I'm going to get through it. If you have a man suggestion, if you have a man question, I'm really going to put you on the spot here. I'm up on deck, am I? <laughs> well, you're good at it. Have you spoken to my agent about this? Again, I am the agent and oh. I say yes. Well, it's nice to hear a man's perspective and also... I think from a couple's perspective as well, it's good to get involved. And, I mean, Samantha, I'd like to hear what Matt has to say about his mum's. Yeah, yeah, that's true. If you want to write back, I'm happy to talk about this again. Are you rich? Yes. Yes. Because it's nice to hear it's his mum. Maybe he's got a better idea about how to deal with her. Because sometimes kids know. Just tell them this. Do this. Yeah. Finish. That's it. Hey, Rich, um, thanks for being on the show. Total pleasure. When uh, when we get married again, where will it be? Grand Casino. <laughs> Ew. Google Crown Casino. It's not great. <laughs> I mean, Melbourne. Come and visit Melbourne. 
but don't stay in the Crown Casino. No, no, no. It's, it's plastic. It's like Vegas in Melbourne. We aren't affiliated with any casinos <laughs> in Melbourne or anywhere else around the world. I could probably put money. I did say earlier, now you weren't here for this, Rich. I was talking about the podcast not being really associated with brands. Now, we do mm. have sponsors and, and partners mm. on board occasionally, and I'm always very honest about that. But... I will never have someone involved in the podcast that I don't believe in or wouldn't use their product. Absolutely. And I can pretty much answer for both of us, as this is our little baby, that casinos won't be sponsoring our podcast. No, I know they were about to send a few emails <laughs> requesting, but I think this goes straight to spam. I'd say thanks for your time, yeah, but not but necessarily no for us. Yeah, look, yeah. so thanks, casinos. But I will go on a lovely... I mean, if you want to send us on a, some sort of dream honeymoon vacay... One of the casinos. No, just a general. Oh, just anyone in general. We're up for yeah, that. Yeah, sure. When we get married next time. Again, yeah. we can renew our vows. We could be Heidi and Seal and do a bit of a renewal every year. They broke up, didn't they? Yep, good point. Okay, look, thanks so much for listening to the Save the Date <laughs> Wedding Podcast. It's been lovely to have you. Hope you're having a fabulous week. And until next show, happy days. So are we done? Do I turn the on air? Click it off, click it off. There we go. All right. Done. Done. Let's go get some lunch. <laughs> Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.